Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, and welcome to another day of Stress to the Nines. We have completed our marathon march through Psalm 119. Now, over the next month, I'm going to give you four kind of quick hitter, shorter psalms. We will spend one week on each psalm. Each psalm is six verses, so we'll do a verse a day. In order for this to be its most effective, I strongly encourage you to memorize these psalms. Again, I'm using an edition of the Psalter that is not widely available, but you can use any Bible you have at hand. We at First Presbyterian use the New Revised Standard Version, but you can use any one. But I encourage you to spend time daily with the Psalm of the Week. And by the end of the week, if you have watched or listened to all of these devotions, and if you've been reading through the Psalm, you should pretty well know it, and not only know it, but have reflected on it in some detail. So that'll be our project for the next four weeks. Tasha's companion project will be to walk through the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to get more focused, get smaller over these next few weeks, and uh, really try to focus over the month of June and into July. So our first psalm is one of my favorites. It is psalm number one. It is originally thought to have been a preamble to the Psalter, uh, but long ago was then categorized as a psalm and named as the first psalm. And it is to set the tone for the Psalter, to help us engage and interact with what is to follow. The ways in which it does that should be evident as you hear it, if it's not coming immediately to your mind. So let's read Psalm 1, and then I will focus on verse 1. If you would be happy... Never walk with the wicked, never stand with sinners, never sit among cynics. But delight in the Lord's teaching and study it night and day. You will stand like a tree planted by a stream, bearing fruit in season, its leaves never fading, its yield always plenty. Not so for the wicked. Like chaff, they are blown by the wind. They will not withstand the judgment, nor assemble with the just. The Lord marks the way of the upright, but the corrupt walk to ruin. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, verse 1 tells us how to be happy. And it starts out by telling us what not to do in order to be happy. It is listed in three different ways. Never walk with the wicked. Never stand with sinners. Never sit among cynics. So let's break this down a little bit. First, we should understand that these are supposed to be corresponding words to each other. They're not pure, independent types of people. They meant, they're meant to relate to each other to, to reinforce the psalmist's point. You are happy if you don't walk with these type of people. And who are they? The wicked, the sinner... And the cynic. How do we distinguish between the wicked and the sinner? I view the wicked as somebody who actively harms others. Someone who is wicked acts against the best interests and well wishes of those around them. The sinner, on the other hand, I view as somebody who is hedonistic and selfish. Nowadays, we offer a prayer of confession in every worship service, acknowledging that we are all sinners. I would say that once you have acknowledged yourself as a sinner, it removes you 
in, from this category that the psalmist is talking about. He's talking about people who are unabashed sinners, who are unabashedly self-centered and focused. And the cynics are the naysayers. They're the ones who say, that can't be done, that's not worth doing, that's a waste of time. They consider themselves realists, people who don't believe that things can be changed or want to do away with those who are idealistic or naive in their perception. The cynics tell us that we should merely accept things as they are and be grateful for what we have. So you have the wicked who care nothing for those around them, the sinner who focuses only on themselves and what they uh, have to gain, and then the cynic who tries to squash out the idealism and hopes of those around them. The psalmist begins this altar by warning us about our time spent with these people. So I think it is a fair warning. It is a good warning, and it will be contrasted in the next verse with what will make us happy and what will bring us delight. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day and for what you have done for us. We thank you for your word and its presence in our lives. Your word, which through Jesus Christ was revealed to us, was spread upon this world and on our lives, giving us guidance and strength, wisdom, patience, and virtue. In these days, help us to fervently seek out your spirit, to listen closely to your word, and to love with unabounding compassion our neighbors. Help us these days to be people who can proudly call ourselves followers of Jesus, who do all we can to conform our lives to his word, and who worship and love you in his name. Amen.